Limp Biscuit hates us. Like, that's it. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, you know, I might get a lot of hate for it, but like, you know, like if if West if Limp Biscuit doesn't like your music, that should be a good thing considering you know their their most recent album. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if that's what they think is good, you know, I guess you know what they think is trash is good to other people. Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're listening to another episode of Bannockdotes, podcast that holds it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada. And I'm your host, Phil Paxton. Thank you for tuning in today. We got a good one for you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Bannockdotes, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. Keep your ear to the ground. Uh, we got some really cool announcements coming up. Um, that's all I can really say right now. I know it's, it's kind of sounding repetitive, but, uh, I, I don't want to share with you quite yet what I've got going on, but, uh, this is exciting stuff and I'm, I'm ready to take this podcast to the next level. Yeah. All right. Let's get into my guests this week. This week we have Jake Thompson from Mile End. Uh, now I don't really know Jake personally. This is the first time we actually got to speak with each other. We did have a show planned out for a Hamilton date uh, early January that unfortunately didn't happen um, for obvious reasons, um, and we would have met there. And we actually had planned to do uh, a podcast episode uh, in person at Nick's. Um, but we didn't get to do that, unfortunately. But with this was just as good. Uh, we shot the shit. It was a really natural conversation. Uh, you know, he's a lot younger than uh, I am. Uh, so, but I always like to pick uh, the younger folks' brains, especially who are into the music scene. Why they ended up here? How they ended up here? What drew them here? And uh, we cover it all. And uh, yeah, I'm really, really stoked that we uh, got to cover the band Mile End because if you haven't checked out this band yet, uh, they're exploding on the scene uh they put on an ep early uh 2021 so about a year ago uh but it's super cool super unique sounding um it's not necessarily something that i've heard from around here uh quite often so uh i'm really stoked on it all right let's just get into it okay this is mile end with their song choose life here on banecdotes
Good evening, Jake. Glad you can make this happen. How's it going? It's going well. Living, you know, chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I love the SmackDown flag you got there. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> big, big wrestling fan. No, right on, right on. Uh, I would have had the pleasure of meeting you today for the first time uh, had the show happened, but unfortunately we had to reschedule that. Uh, couldn't happen anymore. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a bummer, but, you know. Well, the way the way she goes, you know. We'll make it happen soon. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so by now, I would have let the listeners know who you are, but tell us in your words uh, a bit about yourself and how you're involved in the music scene. Okay, uh, what's up? I'm Jake Thompson, um, singer of Mile Ends. Um, from we're from Brampton, Ontario. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're younger guys, you know, we, we kind of started out not too long ago, um, doing a lot of DIY kind of stuff in our, in our hometown of Brampton and, you know, trying to play elsewhere and, you know, do whatever we can and uh, make some dope ass stuff, you know? Yeah, totally. And uh, like mile end has exploded on the Ontario music scene uh, <laughs> early this year with your self uh, titled debuted EP uh, followed by a music video. You folks bring an original sound to both hardcore and like an emo uh, sound, the way that you perfectly blend the two. How do you manage to keep that momentum going despite the pandemic? Um, honestly, like, uh, like our momentum with like our band or like or in terms of like writing and like. Oh, the writing, the band, the whole thing. Honestly, like, it's we as, as a band collectively, we've had like a heart to heart together, kind of like this is the only thing that like gives us joy right now. So kind of, you know, um, I guess just through like, this is the only thing that can, you know, get us through this and uh, keep us sane. You know, we just keep, uh, you know, plugging away and working on, you know, whatever we can and whatever, you know, restrictions or whatever will allow us to do or whatever we do in our free time. And then, you know, try and bring it together and whatnot, you know, doing things on zoom or discord or whatever to, to keep constantly working, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, where and who did you record the EP with? Oh, um, so um, we recorded the EP like summer 2020 with um, in, uh, our friend Robert. He's uh, Robert of um, Dear God. Yeah. Um, I, I went to high school with him and like he's been my friend for a while. And uh, he has a pretty nice setup in his basement as, uh, as parents crib in uh, Brampton. So just over the summer, um, he was moving out and he told, uh, he told me and he told, uh, Mateo of Dooflame, he was like, yo, like before I move out in September, let's record like two EPs for both of you guys. And then we, you know, we were kind of like, we had, we had the demos out for like about a year at that point, but we were, they, the demos that we had out, they didn't really like kind of represent us. So we're like, all right, this is kind of our calling like we <laughs> we're being forced to you know record something and then we did it with uh with robert in his basement in like four or five days and yeah just crushed it yeah we, we <laughs> had we had the songs written for for so long and just we we're, we're so bad on getting like you know stuff stuff recorded and like we were thankful we had that push me like oh shit we have this right in front of us let's <laughs> let's take it and you know go with it yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you go? Uh, did you folks get to play many shows this year, despite the pandemic? We we played the one in October. Um, 
Kyle um, of Cohesion, he set us up uh, like a, a like an EP release in Brampton at Spot One uh, in October. It was it was really sick, you know. Uh, we had a lot of homies on it, met a lot of new people, and first show back, and it was in Brampton, so it's it's really dope. Yeah, that, but um, unfortunately, that was the only one we had until you know until Omicron went crazy. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so although the future is looking bleak here in Ontario at the moment, what are some of your potential plans for 2022? Uh, we're, we're writing our ass off, <laughs> like, just cause like, yeah, like I was saying, like, we're, we're, we're really behind on like, even just like getting demos and whatnot out, like, or not, or like out for us, not like out to the public. We have like, oh, we're really kind of like getting down ourselves hard and being strict on ourselves and being like, all right, this is. You know, we got, we got to do something. We can't be, you know, putting things off or doing stuff half-assed where, so we're, we're going, we're getting hard on ourselves. We're writing more than ever. We're starting to record more demos. Our, our, our drummer, Patrick, he's out in London school for music. So he's got, he's got access to recording stuff. So, you know, <laughs> he's, 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 he's recording drums for us. So, you know, me and Alex, our guitarist, he's, uh, you know, we get together whenever we can and, you know, try to, try to record more stuff but you know for until we can play shows we're gonna just be you know recording more and more trying to get more stuff out is there a full length in the future ah what what we've been what alex has been saying he's like let's write enough for two full lengths and then we'll then we'll look refine and then you know kind of take what we want remove what we don't you know and then maybe and then reevaluate then and then start seriously, you know, plugging away. But yeah, just running as much as you can right now, eh? Yeah, pretty much. We we all got free time. Like we might as well. Yeah, grinding that axe. No, it makes sense. Uh, so uh, you're fairly long, young, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is Mile End your first band? Um, first like serious band. Yeah. Uh, what what did you play in before? Um, it was honestly like um like my day one like best friend um. In grade nine, he had moved directly behind me, and then his dad bought a drum kit, oh, and then cool. I was like, "Yo, Aiden, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's do something here." I was like, "We're we're we're gonna be our backyards are like connected to each other, so we're like, all right, we gotta we gotta do something." And I kept trying to start a band with him. Uh, he he didn't really care. Like he's, <laughs> he he has his own life and his own passions and whatnot. So mm-hmm. like I couldn't I couldn't like you know. Um, force him on to uh, you know loving music or whatnot um and then like kind of same thing like through high school i kept trying to find like a band and whatnot like i went to school with uh robert from dear god but he he was he's always always kind of independently working on his own music mm-hmm. and i kind of wanted more of a like a collaboration kind of thing so i never had the opportunity to really like you know like let's play in a band together or whatever um but and our group of friends, like we had like a bunch of guys we were just like try to jam with and nothing really worked until I met like the guys in my island. Oh, cool. Well, right on. So what got you into the like heavier alternative music growing up that eventually led you to play those styles of music? Um, honestly, my uncle, I like because <laughs> um, he's he's um, in his like early 30s. So like when I was growing up in kindergarten and whatnot, he was like still in high school and um he was very much like involved in like 
the scene in Brampton and whatnot. That's why I find funny, like, when I, like, I'll tell, like, older heads, like, in the scene, like, that I know, like, the Junction or, like, Wheels on the Bus or, like, um, that one of his friends played in um, <sighs> The Imports. They're always like, how the hell do you know these band names? <laughs> and like, but it's because like my uncle was, you know, he was going to see them when he was younger. So from a young age, like he put me on like Lex on Fire, Billy Talents, you know, a lot of the Ontario heavier stuff. And then there's, and, you know, from there. And then as well, like he, he's really big into wrestling. Like he, he ring announces, he commentates for stuff. So um, wrestling has always been, you know, a very, a very, um, um, what's the word a very cherished thing of mine and you know with that you know early 2000s wrestling was a lot of like heavy music and whatnot mm. so I growing up like I was constantly around it so and then I just uh you know I always loved it and it wasn't until like I got to high school when kids were like oh that's weird and I stopped listening to heavy music for like two years and then like you know I came back came back when I found Milan though because then I found you know there's other kids <laughs> listening to heavy stuff and it was cool yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah th- you know, what's interesting is uh, like, I've certainly heard of a handful of the bands that came out of Brampton, um, but I'm learning more and more that I'm doing this show that like the Brampton music scene, especially in that early 2000 was super thriving. And I had no clue, like um, like Niagara music scene was also thriving uh, pretty uh, well, but I, but like, I just wouldn't have guessed. And I, I think it was when I sat down with Jarrett, uh, he, he really explained like, yeah, Brampton, like especially in that era had tons of cool local bands that are uh, doing lots of cool stuff so it's, it's it's awesome that you bring that up did your uncle ever play in a band or is he just like went to all those shows um from what i heard he may have played in a, like one band but like they didn't really do much um but he was pretty much just like a guy you know he'd go to the shows you know support his homies he likes the music but yeah he never really played in many you know yeah fair yeah. enough fair enough well, it seems like you've been playing live music since you were younger. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been playing live shows for? And do you remember your first time you've ever performed in front of an audience? Um, so, like, I don't, I don't really count, like, the <laughs> like when I was learning guitar and they made you do, like, guitar recitals at, like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't count that. That's, that's, like, if that's the case, like, I played Smells Like Teen Spirit when I was, like, nine. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I, don't, I don't count that, like, but honestly, my first, like, legit show would have been the first Mile End show, and that was kind of a, a shit show. Really? That would have been your first show? Yeah, I, yeah, like, probably the first, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's crazy. Like, it, it, it's it's incredible how much uh, traction you guys have made just with that that EP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. We thought, you know, no one was, you know, our homies were listening to it. But then, like, we got Brando's listening to it. And it's like, it's sick. It's really it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, now I, I can't remember if, uh, like Kyle, did he get you? Did he like get your music to play like for West Borland? Did I see that right? Okay. Um, wasn't Kyle. Kyle has done many things to help us out. <laughs> like, Shout out to Kyle. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Kyle's a legend. Um, I feel like I, I always like every time I see him or like he does something for us, I always thank him so much. And I feel like I make him uncomfortable, but like, I, you know, <laughs> you know Kyle's the go. But, <laughs> but uh, no, the West Borland thing was, oh, that was weird. Oh, <laughs> so um, our drummer, Patrick, his, uh, his cousin, uh, she was watching this like live stream or whatever that like West Borland does with like these other um, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one of them was like the keyboard player thing of motionless and white and then I, I, I'm not, I wasn't too familiar with who other than like West Borland was one of the guys on there was like married to like a WWE wrestler. And I was like, okay. And I was like, these are some legit people, I guess. Well, I guess it's West Borland. So yeah. But, um, and they were doing some contest and like Patrick was like, yo, how funny would it be if West Borland listens to our music? And we're like, yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> so, so yeah, we submitted, um, I think choose life and, and yeah, choose life and burn the wise. And um, we had got together in Alex's shed to uh, like, listen, uh, listen to them, listen to us, I guess. <laughs> and uh, West Boland, uh, he heard uh, choose life and he was like, Oh, this is grade a trash. <laughs> I was like, Oh no, <laughs> fucking hates us. But then I was kind of like, Oh, that's amazing. Limp Biscuit hates us. Like, <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, you know, I might get a lot of hate for it, but like, you know, like if if West if Limp Biscuit doesn't like your music, that should be a good thing considering, you know, their their most recent album. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if that's what they think is good, you know, I guess you know what they think is trash is good to other people. Yeah, fair enough. You know, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, he did like Burn the Wise though. And which that theory that means maybe burn the wise shit, but, but uh, no, and then like they passed us on through the competition, then we made some bracket thing, and then we kept thinking, we we're like, oh, we, we don't want to win this, but we were like, at the same time, we we're like, oh, that'd be kind of weird if we did, and then but it was just like the thing was just like super cringy and super weird, and we we're like, why, what is happening, and then we just made our homies watch it, and then like we were really happy we didn't win it because we got to like the final eight or like or something and like we really got and like in the early, in the early stages i think we we did want to win it but then when it got closer we we're like this isn't the path we want to take <laughs> yeah we don't we don't want to go this way and then yeah yeah it was fun it was low yeah yeah that's that, that's that, that's cool though i mean it's weird but like yeah i mean you can't win them all especially with west and and uh, you know, historically speaking, with a lot of music, a lot of stuff that was hated is definitely like cherished a lot of days. Like, um, for example, not that I'm comparing you to these guys, but Attack Attack Attack, Attack was very hated back in the day. And, and a lot of people really, really cherish that band like uh, nowadays. But like way back in the day, like, yeah, they would definitely get making fun of. But yeah, if someone's hating it, I think you're doing something right. If someone's yeah. actually like actively like, I think this is trash. Like you're like, you're doing something right. It's something they haven't heard before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, you know, they can hate it. That's okay. You know, we, we enjoy it. We, play it. <laughs> we have fun with it. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I saw an old picture of you with some friends playing rock band or guitar hero. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, I guess like on my Instagram. Oh, yeah. No, I do some deep diving. Would you say that oh, yeah. game helped you lead to what you to like perform live music? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Because I'm um, like growing up little, like uh, my grandma always tells me like, she would ask me what I'd want to be when I was older and like, like three or four year old me would only say like Billy talent. Like <laughs> I didn't really, <laughs> but like, so then, yeah. So, and then like rock band would have came out when I was like probably five, four maybe. And then that was what I got for my birthday. And then, you know, so playing that, I, I guess I, it, it must have some, <laughs> some influence <laughs> considering where, where I am right now, but yeah playing playing those games those shows on rock band in the backyard and like 
having like a crowd boo a fucking four-year-old because he's trash at the video game like yeah. man, that sparked my passion <laughs> yeah, that's great can you do fire in the thr- uh uh through the fire and the flames by dragon force no but <laughs> but <laughs> brandon our bass player his girlfriend got him guitar hero 3 for christmas this year so maybe he can <laughs> i i most definitely probably can <laughs> she brandon, got it for him for christmas this year yeah she found like i don't i don't know brandon like texted me and be like yo i got guitar Hero three and then i was like yeah that's sick so you know? 15 years late yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. awesome lastly before we get into some anecdotes i know you're a fan of wrestling if you were to create a wrestling persona for yourself, what would it be? And what would be your intro music? And what would be your finisher move? Okay. I thought I thought of like this many times. I if I was in the world of wrestling, I would not I would not make myself a wrestler. Oh, really? Because, because I'm 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 like I'm too short. Okay. And it wouldn't be believable. You know, like having a guy my size going in and fighting someone, that's like that's some bullshit. <laughs> that's some bullshit. You know, like we all know wrestling, you know, it's not, it's not real, you know, but you know, you have to, you, you, the, the audience needs to suspend their belief. Yeah. And if a motherfucker like me comes out and I'm beating the undertaker, <laughs> eh, nah, <laughs> that ain't real. But that's why I'm like, maybe I'll be like, you know, like a manager, like the guy on the side of the ring, you know, he's heckling, he's, you know, he's talking shit. You know? Yeah. I could probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> like Jimmy Hart. Yeah, yeah, like that. It's funny that you say like short wrestlers, like immediately when you said that Rey Mysterio came to mind. Yeah, Rey Mysterio's <laughs> taller than me. Oh, <laughs> so, like, so, like, that, that's fair. Oh, yeah, yeah that, so, that's like, the know, benchmark. Yeah, like if he had a he had a hard time, he was successful, you know, world yeah. champion, but you know. <laughs> now someone smaller than me i need a mask i would need a mask maybe
Awesome. Let's get into some anecdotes. So tell me some of the most entertaining stories you have from playing music with your friends and being in a band. Uh, like I know Milehand hasn't been, uh, you know, they you guys just started out on the scene. Uh, but tell me any stories that you have that you, you may have, like being in that writing experience or possibly in the studio. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I'm trying to think of like, uh, like kind of funny ones or something. Um, I guess like the one that always sticks out in my head is like the first show we ever played and how much of a, of, of a shit show it was. And cause at the time we, I was in grade 11. And so like, I think that's like 16 or 17. And then Brandon and Patrick are a year younger than me and Alex. So they would have been grade 10, however old 16, 15, whatever we were, we were just a bunch of kids like trying to figure out how to play a show. And we didn't know anyone on the scene. We didn't know the only bands that we knew that existed were new design and like moaning, <laughs> like in terms of Brampton bands. Yeah. Yeah. And like, obviously like we, like Patrick and like, he really loves single mothers and we all love the like song fire or whatnot, but like, we're like, we can't, that's, we didn't know any local bands. So we were, we kind of shit out of luck, but uh, with Robert, we were, we asked his, his old band at the time or same band, but different name. Uh, so dear God at, at the time we asked them to play, they were down and then we had Patrick make a cover band with like his, his friends from uh, his like drumming school or wherever, wherever, wherever he learned to play drums. Yeah. A few kids there formed some cover band and we spent like six months trying to plan this show and it was going to be at Alex's house. Um, and Alex is very, um, he's very cautious, I guess, and really didn't want it at his house. He did not want more than probably like 10 people in his house or anything. And uh, he kept being very strict on being like, only our friends, like, who's, who, how many people have you invited? And I kept on, and like, we, we agreed on like a cap of like 50, but I had literally told my entire school. And like, I remember my list was something like 200 people I had told because I thought I was like, if I invite 200 people and only half of them say it actually show up, that's a hundred people. Yeah. So I just kept inviting more and more and more people. I was the fucking like annoying kid, like on Snapchat, sending a, a, a poster to every kid at school. <laughs> and being like, just so they know like where it is, posting it all over Instagram, sending it to everyone. And Alex was thinking it was just going to be a small little thing. And I was like, no, um, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to have a lot of the kids for, um, but then, yeah, we get closer to the date and then the day of is where the shit show really happens. Um, we decide we're going to do it outside in his backyard and we, none of us decide to check the weather that day. So we set up the entire thing on his deck. It looked, it looked, I look back at some of the photos and it looked super freaking lame. And I'm so happy this happened because like we had like Christmas lights on a deck and like a band. It looked super corny and like cheesy. And then it was when everyone was starting to show up, like it was straight up torrential downpour. So we started putting garbage bags over everything and tarps over the, like trying to like protect everything. And while like people are showing up and I, we kept trying to like, ask Alex we're like can we throw it in your basement like you're like your basement is not finished and you're like your stepdad is gonna like they're gonna start building it in like next week so it doesn't matter the damages we do on it it's gonna be built next week so Alex was kind of like he was down for it but it was more so his mom she was like no one's in the house and <laughs> to top it off like also like 
Alex had his entire like Polish family from Poland visiting that week and they were all in the living room just kind of like looking at it like all these kids showing up into the backyard and it's more people than Alex ever wanted like showing up to his house and then eventually his mom she was working a night shift and she goes to work and that's where Alex's stepdad is like throw it in the basement and then so we, we get everything all the kids are showing up they're helping out set up in Alex's uh basement to play the show um we have a lot of polish friends and they were saying that alex's family was just like ripping on all the kids and like making fun of them in polish and like like straight up and i remember there was like i think it was alex's grandfather or something he would just sit in the corner like shirtless like kind of looking like randy from trailer park boys and like <laughs> just making fun of all the kids and whatnot it was, it was quite interesting and then we played our first show in the basement i remember when we were playing our first song Alex's grandmother ran down like and ran right to the front I think it was our friend Justin he had to like <laughs> grab around and be like grandma no like it's a very tiny basement and like, <laughs> there was probably like 60 70 kids that had showed up so like but it was sick you know it was a lot of fun for the first show and from there it kind of sparked us doing like let's because we didn't really know what we were doing we were really lost like with our sound and what we want to play and like being forced to do that basement DIY show made us be like, this is cool. What if we keep doing like DIY shows and in basements or garages? And that's what we did for like two years in Brampton after that, just any DIY space, you know, just throw something stupid there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's crazy. So, so my land has been a band for quite a while then. Yeah. I like, I think that first show would have been late 2018 then. So Yeah. Oh wow! A while then. <laughs> I feel, like I, I feel like we're only new because like we only put out like music this summer, but like we for the first like few years of the band, we just like we made a name or small following of us just from playing shows and like on three shitty demos, and then so yeah, <laughs> and doing a bunch of the house scenes and DIY scenes. That that those are always a fun time. Those house yeah. shows. Yeah, I, I miss doing those. Like we. We, we want to do something soon with like our boys from Brampton whenever we can. But it's like, even in the short window of time when like things were kind of open, we were like, well, this gets shut down. Cause we kept seeing like the kill room was getting fined and like, we're like, ah, so hopefully they'll be back. Yeah. It was unfortunate about the kill room. Cause uh, like they were doing great shows there. Like I went to a couple of them and mm-hmm. uh yeah, I think I went to the one that actually did end up getting shut down. Like, it's unfortunate that that's happening because, you know, those spaces can't really exist and, and they won't eventually. So, like, yeah. we're going to have DIY spaces. Like, I said this before, maybe at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm not quite sure if it's really going to, like, if it's going to hold up really anymore. But, like, I feel like a lot of those, like, middle venues that had, like, a lot of those, like uh, like, local bands probably won't be able to afford to like have that anymore once things get sort of back to normal. So I feel like there's only going to be like DIY house venues, basements and those kind of places. And then like straight up like arena shows. Like, I don't feel yeah. like there's going to be much of a medium in between. I could be wrong. I'd like to be wrong because like, I'd like to see those places thrive. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with going to DIY. They're so intimate DIY house shows. Like you, you, yeah. you, you meet somebody um, who, you, who you've never met before. Spark up a conversation. And then by the end of the night, uh, they're a they're genuine fan of the, like the band. Yeah, like through through like the the house shows, like we made 
some of my closest friends are I met them through these like house shows or like these kind of like church basement or little recreational rooms like some of my closest friends like I've met through shows there and like the all the stuff that we've done through off leash like Brandon and uh Patrick had known Mateo through like high school but then like I met Mateo through doing these like basement shows and whatnot and then from there we started doing you know like garage shows out of our friend Vetus's house and then through his basement and whatnot and like from doing those shows because like it, it forced us because of course you play the show together but then we also spend a week together like cleaning up this spot getting everything together like stealing freaking what's it called skids from like walmart to build a stage and shit like we we had a lot of bonding experiences and then you know some of my closest homies are from those those diy shows yeah totally uh, what's the weirdest diy place you've ever set up like been set up in um the church basement was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. And it was really last minute. We had booked it like a week before. And we took it because it was like really cheap compared to everywhere else where we would book. Like it was only like a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, that split between three bands is literally nothing. And then we get there and like, it's just like this, uh, this girl with like a PSP. And she doesn't really say anything to us. She kind of just opens the door and then shows us where it is. And we're like, okay. And we're in like a room with like stained glass windows. And like, we're like, we're like, what happens if we break these? Like, this is really close to like, you know, like to everything. And it wasn't the vibe. It was like a, it was a carpet floor. And then the carpet got wet from like just sweatiness. And like, it was gross. It was a small room. The, the girl with the PSP kept like, you know, like I think she was really heavily like judging us because <laughs> like uh, playing heavy music in a church. I guess that's I don't know not allowed. <laughs> but yeah, it was I guess not too many weird places. But no, of the weird actually, I say that like nah, Vitas's basement was pretty freaking weird. Um, his ha- entire house is kind of weird. I love it though. Is his basement? We had cleaned it out the day before because like we the the rule was like we're like if we clean up Vetus's basement we get to play a show there we're like oh that's easy then we saw Vetus's basement we're like oh this is a lot of work and it was it was just like piles and piles of like taxidermy fish and like old like powerlifting magazines and powerlifting like trophies because I guess his dad used to like powerlift or something and so and then it was a lot of weights and stuff so we had to like clean up all that shit so like our shows in Vetus's basement were all decorated with like taxidermy fish well you know i guess that you know <laughs> fish is cool <laughs> that's crazy yeah do you have any wild moments from those diy shows um oh ah literally like the the neighbor of that house was uh michael sarah's sister whoa and <laughs> and like she fucking hated us because she had like two little kids and we would always play shows in the house and it was like a townhouse so they were connected and uh she would um i the the, the basement show one with all the taxidermy fish uh, i remember the last song we had played vetus came up to me before and he was like yo she's threatening to call a noise complaint on us like wrap this shit up and I was like, man, like Michael Sarah's sister is really going to fucking call it noise complaint on us. Like, yeah. apparently, apparently she moved. So I wonder if that was because of us. Uh, <laughs> is, Mike, is Michael Sarah from Brampton? Yeah. Brampton oh, legend. Shit, yeah. I didn't know that. 
yeah it's pretty sick (laughs) (laughs) i think like in downtown brampton you have like a like kind of like a like a hollywood star nonsense okay sarah has his own down there it's like michael sarah russell peters russell i didn't know russell peters is from brampton either yeah he's from brampton there you go my grandparents are like friends with his parents or somehow because like we're both like anglo indian and there's like barely any anglo indian people so like you know oh that's super cool yeah (laughs) i've never met him though but you know my grandparents have yeah (laughs) awesome awesome what's your go-to gas station snack um hmm i'm i'm very like indecisive um i'll spend like 30 minutes in the gas station like you know perfectly curating my like what i want um I, I know for I will, I will never ever ever touch like the hot dogs. No hot dogs. No 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 that that just seems a little fucked up to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I know I probably like like basic you know I'll go for a slushy but you know like I have I have a very weak stomach but so like I gotta be very careful but like I like you know anything will pretty much make me shit so like uh that's very crude um but (laughs) so like i'm i'm trying i always gotta think you know going in and be like uh what will i not be regretting so you know i kind of you know stick with candy yeah they're sick you know yeah and any pre-show rituals um i never eat like the day of a show um my uh my friend g money told me that um he said like uh he's, he's kind of like an older guy i worked with him at canadian tire and like he had told me like he he he's like friends with like moaning and whatnot he said he lived on like like kenny bridges couch for a while and then so like he's just this cool dude from like canadian tire like brampton legend too and uh yeah he had told me like never never eat on a day like day of a show and like asked him why he was like you never want to shit on stage and like knowing that like i shit all the time i'm like i never eat on days or shows uh, so that's one thing, you know, before, before a set smile and we always got like, you know, a little, little, little talk together, you know, get in character, you know, and yeah. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just that, that's a, that's a great way to make sure you don't shit yourself. Yeah. Just don't <laughs> eat. <laughs> right sometimes I'll eat breakfast. Cause like, you gotta like, you know, you gotta, you gotta get eat. something in you. You gotta eat when you wake up. Yeah. 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 Especially if the show's like not until like eight or nine. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I, I would say most times I do eat breakfast on days of shows but you know (laughs) so so if mile end was at the level of metallica um what would be the rock star dream writer what would be waiting in the green room waiting for you um my nintendo switch maybe (laughs) like i don't know i like i just play my switch all the time like the tv with wwe network you know like (laughs) that'd be sick uh simpson box office box set something i don't know something sick um yeah i don't know that's not that exciting i don't think but <laughs> you know I, if i'm going to the green room and i want to chill out and have some free time like you know that makes sense a nice couch you know? what what switch games are you playing um i play animal crossing a lot um i'm playing the new pokemon pokemon diamond you know remake sick um I finished Mario Odyssey not too long ago. I was I was behind on that game. It was pretty sick. Uh, you know, I'll play I, I'll play anything on my Switch. You know, if it's like a big name Nintendo game, I'll play it. 
it's fine. Yeah, I'm very much the same way. Like, I don't play too many games outside of the Switch, but like my my wife and I, we have pretty much all the major titles, and uh, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, yeah, all, all the remakes and whatnot are super good. Uh, yeah, the Mario Odyssey was such a was such a blast. Yeah, that, that was a freaking that was a good game. There's a uh, she's just replaying. Actually, I'm sure she's just upstairs right now. She's replaying Breath of the Wild. Did you play? Have oh, you played? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, if you haven't played that game, you gotta play that game. Yeah, that game. That game's phenomenal. Yeah. I'm excited for Breath of the Wild too. That should be a good time. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very excited. So just your switch and what? Just a couple bottles of water. That's it. That's yeah, it in know. the green room. <laughs> Have some homies there, you know, like some of you know, water. Yeah, you know, I drink I drink water. You know, no, I'm drinking water. You're like, I like knockoff cola, like President's Choice cola. Nice, nice. <laughs> cola, it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Compli- oh, compliments cola. That one's sick. That one's really good. There it's you go. Like, it's always like a little flat. Like- <laughs> get a get a fountain of compliments. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a chocolate fountain, but with like cola. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> um, what are your all-time favorite artists. Give me five all-time favorite artists of all time. Um, Alexis on Fire is always number one. Uh, will forever be number one. And then, like, every other band, I, it always kind of gets that, or, like, musician gets kind of swapped out here and there, depending how I'm feeling. Um, I like I like Deftones quite a bit. Um, I don't know who else. Because, like, like, I like, I, yeah, I would say I, I – I think Alexa on Fire and Deftones are always kind of one and two. And then everything else will kind of, you know, whatever I'm listening to at the time. Like last year, I or like a few months ago, even I was listening to a lot, like pretty much only like Knocked Loose and like Jesus Peace. And now it's a lot of like Gulch and Tsunami and a lot of the Bay Area kind of stuff. Like I, I don't know. I like I like what they're doing there. It's it's really sick. Um but I don't, like all times, all it's it's a really hard one for me, like because I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm always listening to something kind of different. But like some fire and Deftones, I, I guess I, Biggie Smalls he comes back quite a bit often. Like th- those are always you know, if I don't know what I want to listen to, I'll throw those on. Those are always safe bets, you know. But I'm always I'm always trying to find something new and like get something you know fresh or you know. Totally, totally. It, it, yeah, that Bay City area is doing like wonderful things. Yeah, like, they're, they're doing crazy stuff. Yeah, like I was, I was a fan of Gulch, like kind of like a casual fan of them before like the pandemic and whatnot. But it was really this summer when I saw the shows they were doing, like under the bridge and like with that massive freaking fire pit they had going on, and like I was like, okay, these guys have something really freaking special. And I want to be like, I want to see what's going on. And then, of course, they break up and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's OK. It's a pretty baller move to do. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what? I forgot to ask you. Uh, is there any Ontario bands that's caught your attention within the last couple of years or so? Um, um, I'm going to pull up Spotify. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, um, can, you, can, you can take your time to, to, okay, okay. to answer this. Yeah, no worries. Obviously, like, I, you know, like, like, I shout out to my homies, like, like, Dear God and Do Flame and Cohesion. And, you know, I love, I love all of them to death. They're, they've, they've all, they, they all helped us so much. Um, you know, um, 
Cicada, I've been really enjoying what they're doing. They're also, you know, Brampton based. So that's that's freaking dope. I've been listening to a lot of friction actually. A lot like the homie shit mag bands, they've been they've been doing some cool stuff too. Um yeah, you know. Um yeah, yo, shout out, shout out Brampton bands though. Dear God, Do Flame, my boys Long Golf, been friends with them since kindergarten, you know, they're sick. <laughs> And the like, do flame, dear God, and yourself. You guys were, you guys were part of a, or is it still happening? That exclaim, uh, like, uh, class of uh, 2022. Um, I hope it's postponed. Yeah. I've honestly, I've heard nothing about it. <laughs> our like, <laughs> our group chat, and like, we talk about it, like, at, at first, we didn't even know it was like an exclaim show. Like, Mateo had got to us, like, Mateo's do flame, Robert is dear god if anyone gets confused and then noah is uh our guy that does our videos and he's also like very much involved in out on in all of our bands mm-hmm. um so yeah mateo was kind of like oh we're gonna do like you know our first toronto show is gonna be all brampton man's like like we did like before pandemic like first off leash kind of show like we're gonna do it something sick and i was like okay cool and then he's like he's setting it up like his managers are working on something and then they they announced this we're like oh we'll announce the show like next week and when we're deciding when to announce this show we get facebook messages that the show was already being announced through exclaim and then we were all like wait what <laughs> mateo what are you not telling us and then mateo failed to tell us it was like an off there an exclaim show and like he was just being like, no, nah, this is our show. And I was like, okay, Mateo, but this is something that we would like to know. <laughs> and that sounds like very exciting news, but like he he didn't know. And then yeah, so we have no idea what's going on with that show. Um, I think it's canceled. I hope it's postponed. Yeah. But if not, regard <laughs> the way I see it is like we're homies, we'll play again soon. So for sure. For sure. Well, Jake, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me. Despite Michael Sarah's sister and uh, Wes Barlin, I think <laughs> everyone should go check out Mile End. Um, where can the listeners find all the social medias? And if there's anything else you have left to plug or give a shout outs to, now would be the time. Um, uh, yeah, you can check us out. Um, Mile End Band on Instagram. We have a link in there. The link will bring you to everything. You know, Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, anything, wherever you fancy, you'll find it there. Uh, you know, shout out Brampton, our homies, Quinn, like Quinn will like that. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out Quinn and Aiden. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're going to end the show with the title track, Burn the Wise. Take it easy, Jake. Thank you. Thank you.
There you have it, folks. That was my conversation with Jake Thompson of Mile End. We got the show started off with their song Choose Life. In the middle, I played Tribe. And at the end there, that was Burn the Wise. And you can find all those tunes off of their EP, Burn the Wise. Thank you so much for listening this week. Such a good time. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review. Follow us in whatever podcast app you're listening to. Instagram, at Banecdotes. If you're a musician who wants to be on the show, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. You can direct message me. But you can also hit me up at Banecdotes at gmail.com. If you've got any old demos, if you played in a band before and don't play in it anymore, and want to show the world what something you were kind of proud of, something that, you know, maybe your wife hasn't even heard yet, just something buried on a computer somewhere, three computers ago or something like that, dig it up, send it to me. I'd love to show the world. That's what I'm here for. Those are on our Throwback Thursday episodes. And we also do these New Music of the Month episodes. So if you've got a tune coming up this month, in the month of January, or perhaps in something in February or March, if you're planning that far ahead, send it my way. Would love to feature it. Would love to spread the good word. All right, I'm getting out of here, folks. D&D is coming up today. Starting a new campaign, new character. You guys know how it is. Go Bills. <laughs>